Hey guys, my name is Michael Vu, and this is Hell of a Catholic Pod. The podcast is it called Hell of a Catholic? Yes. <laughs> All right, Hell of a Catholic podcast. I'm joined by Elizabeth Nash, my fellow teammate here, At Oquin. There you go, Oquin, and Father nope. Branson Hip. Nope. Uh, today we're going to be talking about a uh, particular album by Lord Huron. Lonesome Dreams. Lonesome Dreams. We're going to be talking about Lonesome Dreams by Lord Huron and uh, yeah, just the beauty of music and why we should take the time out of our day, take the time out of our busy schedules to like sit down and share music together. Who wants to start us off? Yeah, so I wanted you guys to do this with me, first of all, because AT, like, you're a musician, and then also for Michael and Elizabeth, who are focused missionaries, like, we talk about music a lot and really, really love it, and so, like, the first part was why sit down and listen to whole album as it is like why is it worth listening to music because again like very often we hear music in the background even people hear classical music they think like fancy party or like being on an elevator like it's lost its original intent you know like we listen to music in the background while we're doing other things but uh and i'd love to hear like because we've all talked about like our experience of music to each other a lot but like music has actually like changed me and helped form me as like a christian and as a man and as like a priest and i like it's really really important to me i'm really grateful for it and that's why i think it's worth like sitting down and listening to yeah and when you invited me to this father brenton the first thing i thought of quote from dostoevsky from the idiot says beauty will save the world and i think that's just really really fascinating because of the three transcendentals, there's there's truth, goodness, and beauty. But beauty is the one that will save the world because beauty is the one that's like manifest, the, the one that we can like see, the one that we can appreciate, like regardless of our state in life. Like truth can be you know changed, and we live in a relativistic world. Uh, but beauty is the like one common denominator, I think, between all people. I think when I like reflect on my own experience, and even I think the beauty that this like particular topic has to offer. Like in my experience, my brothers really formed me, like my older siblings of like sharing with me what impacted them to like varying degrees. And like, I find a lot of joy in sharing music um, because it like reveals something and like tells a narrative, which I think I've always like seen from like a young age. And so that was just like something I was surrounded with. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's really communal to be sharing and like taking others influence and consideration into like what we're receiving and like listening with their ears and like their story. I think it's very bonding in a like really particular way. Yeah, for sure. So my family, both my parents are musicians. So growing up, we were surrounded by music and it was like a really cool experience between like me and all my siblings, like the different ways how we can all be given the same instrument and how we can all make it sound so different. Yeah, we're united in that, like we're searching for a sound and we're searching for like something that shows who we are in different ways and so my older brother he like dove into more classical music my twin brother he does more like electric my sister she does like more show tunes and I just do more like folk kind of stuff um, but it's really cool to see how music, even though it can be so different, it's so communal and the fact that we all want to hear it and we all want to listen and we all want to like express ourselves in different ways um, but even how these different elements that can like seem so different can come together even during quarantine, we had a really cool experience where me and my parents um, and my brothers who were living at home at the time were able to all come together and play music together um, for the first time in a long time. Wow. And just like how impactful that was um, to hear us and like all of our different styles, like be able to come together to like form something new and something different um, with like all these different moving pieces. Yeah, my friends, we would, we would play music together and I wasn't good at anything, but I just loved it so much. So they would make me like play bass and be like just play these two notes you know <laughs> or like I played the ukulele or just like a few chords on the guitar but I remember those nights of like being packed around playing music and 
one of the things that really wanted to point out is that there's a religiosity to music in the sense of there's a line from Jasani that's at like the front of his songbook. They had this like great songbook that has all kinds of weird stuff in it, like a bunch of like Irish songs and a bunch of like Bob Dylan and the Beatles and like all of that. You think like it's just going to be religious hymns and it's like all of these songs. But the beginning on the front page, it says in music, in the panorama of nature, in dreams at night, it is to something else that man pays homage, from which he expects something, he awaits it. His enthusiasm is for something that music, or everything that is beautiful in this world, has awakened within him. When a person begins to feel this, his soul immediately harks to await the other thing. Even in the presence of what he can grasp, he awaits another thing. He grasps what he can grasp, but he awaits another thing. And I've actually, like, I was thinking about this one particular concert I went to. I think it was family and friends, but... Uh, as weird as it is to say, like, I always have really good prayer during concerts. The music is just like, there's something about like when it's like live music and people are really going for it. You're, yeah, you're grasping something that is ungraspable or like you're just on the edge. I feel like it's like a little kid trying to peek over a fence and you're straining with everything and you're like beginning to see something, but you really can't like, there's something that's like at the edge of music. And there was one concert in particular that I like had this moment of, and I brought a bunch of friends with me and it, and I just realized, like, the touch of the infinite at the edge of music, right? Like, that it articulates something. But, like, I realized that, like, what the musician strives after so much with their craft and everything that they have, I know the one that they are, like, striving all of their life towards. Like, he has a name and a face, and I know him, like, as Christ. Like, beauty made flesh. Like, the mystery revealing himself. And this immense gratitude for like the musician, but also like a very real kinship. We can live this deep closeness even with a, a secular musician insofar as they're authentic to their craft because the one that they're seeking out, we recognize and know. And so that for me is like the heart of it is like this like articulation of experience that it can get at something better than just words, right? Like rivers and roads by the head and the heart, like that experience of leaving people behind, right? Like that was a song that my friends all played together and like try not to cry as we played, you know? (laughs) So like this touch of the infinite of the mystery of God and then it getting at experiences. Speaking of like sharing music and, and this idea of being called to experiences, I think we can all appreciate moments when we hear a song, especially songs that are like of old and yore, um, like early 2000s hits. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what? That's what we're called. Um, <laughs> 2001. And it's like, it, it immediately brings you back to like that late night that you're hanging out with like your seventh grade friends crying over like the most trivial things. But it's like the song that brings you back, right? Yeah, it's connection and memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that's really, really beautiful and fascinating. I, uh, I recall from the Screwtape Letters a quote by C.S. Lewis. He talks about how the demons in the book. I don't. Know, I don't know if people are familiar with the Screwtape Letters, but it's it's a book written from the perspective of demons trying to like tempt human beings. And uh, the demon writes to another demon, saying like, even if we seek to like, I'm paraphrasing. Even if we seek to contrive them of like explicit religion, even if we hide explicit religion from them, like the winds of fantasy, music, song, poetry, beauty, will always blow our structures away. And yeah, it's powerful that beauty is a thing that calls us out um, of ourselves and the thing that like. Yeah, tears away that which pens us in, the structures. I think, too, so my brother, I guess, like, idolizes music and, like, musicians to a point where, like, I remember there was a member of one of his favorite bands passed away, and just, like, the heartbreak that he went through, basically, like, seeing this person who he related so great to, like, his music, 
and helped him so much throughout whatever he was experiencing and just like the uniqueness of that drawing something out of him when like every day different celebrities may pass away but it's like that profound experience he had like with their work and like with Mm. the way that like they touched his life and I just think about that a lot how much he put in this man who like was just a musician rather than like yeah like seeking out something even greater beyond that like it really ended with man's like music I guess and didn't really speak farther except to like those personal experiences in his life yeah and like I w- at some point to like move to even like the nature of liturgical music and it's this like it's actually a fulfillment of secular music it's the fulfillment in this sense of like this striving towards recognizes a you and names that you and praises that you right and even like the mystery of harmony like the unity of the church is harmonic right like von balthazar says like truth is symphonic so like that's something like to talk about later on as we go because i do want to actually propose some like classical music and also some church music but to start with like this specific album that i personally really love and i really love this band lord huron and i've seen them in concerts twice i actually flew to new orleans to quote unquote like visit the seminarians and i was like yeah i just wanted to visit the guys and check on but i wanted to go see lord you're <laughs> in concert um but this album in particular lonesome dreams i wanted us to listen to just because specifically lord huron like reminds me that i'm a pilgrim like there's something about this music that's filled with like longing and adventure and like the need to like be on the move and also like sonny says like man is relationship with the infinite we have this like infinite desire infinite thirst so from like the very first song like to the ends of the earth this like sense of like longing of adventure and also connected there's like the song is like to the ends of the earth will you follow me you know Yeah, like this album in particular, like there's a bunch of things I would want to highlight, but the thing to keep in mind specifically for this album is like religiosity as the awareness of something greater, like throughout this album of like, I want to be the man who lives forever. Like, I don't want to die. There's lots to be said, like maybe to highlight a couple of things from specific songs, but I say like, as you like sit down and listen to this one in particular, Uh, I think first it's genuinely good music and it's worth listening to the album as a whole. Like it has a real flow of an album, which like most people are used to like listening to hits or just their like Spotify favorites. But like there's a real art to the order of an album or like the flow of songs. But like this one in particular, this like awakening to like the sense of the infinite. I think it's really interesting that like the artists that have impacted me the most all have the common thread of their music is fruitful in the sense of it isn't obviously like it isn't sterile but it always points to something more into this longing and I think it's really easy for me at least to consume a lot of really like sterile music that is just superficial and doesn't awaken really anything in me like it's just kind of filler and I think that this like album specifically the whole like tells a narrative that like ebbs and flows and like there's some songs that are really joyful then there's songs that are like deeply sorrowful and like asking difficult questions and I think like in my experience the artists and the songs and like that have been the most transformative not in and of itself but that it's gotten me really thinking and being honest with what I'm experiencing are the ones that always like end in some sort of like journey or proposition and so I think like this specific album like there's a like a very very clear theme of being a pilgrim and then looking for someone and being unable to like find it themselves and like needing another like whoever that other is and it's like speaks loudly I think yeah for like us who can recognize like oh it's Christ but I just think of myself as an angsty you know teenager like not really recognizing Christ 
and hearing like songs and various forms of media that like point to him and like following that question like to him like I don't know I think that it's a real springboard and like can be if we listen to it honestly and yeah I think like this whole yeah album tells like the narrative of that if we like really take the time to listen to it yeah like speaking about creativity and creators pointing us back towards God or pointing us back to another um, Disney and, and pretty like Pixar in a lot of ways for me really manifest that or like encapsulates that because they seek to like capture what it means to be a child and like to speak the truths of human existence and human experience and in doing so oftentimes like they they come up with the most profound stuff the lion king for example is is such a common piece of quoted media within like the catholic realm because of the realities that it points to i, I find that a lot with with lord huron i'm like i'm looking at the lyrics for for she lit a fire because it's, it's my favorite song from the album i'm like reminded of the story of like dante alighieri and his like, young love his first love beatrice who he met at the age of like eight nine mm-hmm. Um, and just like fell head over heels for it. And like the only things I remember from being nine are like oversized hand-me-downs from my brother, you know, like nothing significant. But here comes like this girl who revolutionizes this man's life in a radical way. And like he talks about it in La Vita Nova, which is uh, his, his first book of poems. And it's the first story that he tells talking about how like this girl entered into his life and just like changed everything. Yeah, which is the origin of the title, right? Like here begins right. my new life, like in meeting her something is awakened in me that I can't go back from, right? And so this song too of like, she lit a fire and now she's in my like every thought. Yeah, and uh, the beautiful thing about that, and I love I loved sharing that story about, about Dante because La Vita Nova actually like launches a new style of prose in poetry that like sets the tone for how the Italian language develops throughout the course of history. Like mm-hmm. the Italian language as we know it today is like a Tuscan dialect that Dante spoke and it was popularized because at the end of the day like, a boy met a girl and like fell head over heels. Yeah, and at the end of Vito Nuovi, she's died. And so it's like all of these questions, right? Of like, what's the point of life if like you awaken me to beautiful things if they're taken away, right? Which is a real question. So he says like, I'm gonna write about her. Like I won't write about her again until I write about her in such a way that no one has ever written about a woman ever before. And then he writes the Divine Comedy. Right. But like this actually connects to like the last song before like the bonus song, like In the Wind, which is about losing someone and saying like, like I pass my days by the sound of your name is the line. Like years have gone, but the pain is the same. I pass my days by the sound of your name. And then like this like longing for like there has to be something more to the human person when they die. Like there has to be something more. And he's constantly asking like, how do they know? Like they say I should get over her, like that she's gone. How do they know? And then the very last line is, well, they don't. They don't actually know. And there's this sense of there being something more to the human person that lasts and endures, which is to like what you're saying as well. It's one of my favorite songs on there too, She Lit a Fire. And then, yeah, In the Wind. I think that like makes me think of the other song that I like, one of my favorites on the album, The Man Who Lives Forever, because, like, the very, very last line, like, the whole, I mean, narrative is him talking about, like, yeah, we're going to die eventually, but, like, I wish that our, like, love could continue on. And the very end, he says, I want to be the man who lives forever, all those days and all those nights together forever, forever alive. And, like, yeah, without, like, eternity, there's a devastation, obviously, of, like, yeah, when the end comes, like, it's, that's it. Like, it's over. Um... And it's interesting because, I don't know, I get really frustrated sometimes. Frustrated might be a strong word, but I just have this, like, real, like, sympathy towards, like, these artists um, that are so, 
like hitting the nail on the head of the human experience of like, I want this good thing to continue on and I can't make it. Yeah, I've listened to so many like comedians and artists who I just really like have an affection for and they're like, yep, that's it. Like the end. And I'm like, that's a miserable way to live. Like, yeah, there is like an eternity. And yeah, I just am like filled with this like, wait, there's more. And like, I want to like share it with you. But it makes me like, I don't want to say like close to Lord Huron because I don't know him like, or, you know, the band like individually. But it's such a like familiar experience of like wanting the good to continue. And yeah, like my inability to preserve it. And so like, what do I do with that? I don't know. I have on my Spotify the like 10 or 15 second delay before the next song starts. So I have a little bit of silence between songs, which I really recommend on road trips because it's kind of vexing. Sometimes I do just skip it. But yeah, because the song ends and it's like together forever, forever alive. And I'm just sitting in my car in traffic like. I can't make anything last. Yeah. And that like 15 second like delay, I've done that since high school, like that 15 second delay before I like launch into the next thing. Like, I don't know, it feels like an eternity sometimes, but it just really like beckons a lot of like reflection. Like, what did I just listen to? And what is he like? He's saying some really deep stuff here and it'd be easy to just like, all right, on to the next one. So I don't know. It just like really gets me thinking of like, my own like inability to perpetuate things but like my great desire to and like what do i do with that you know i've always been struck at when i was at one parish i had a lot of funerals and just struck by the fact that like we watch everything around us die you know like we know that it's a biological fact that things and people die and yet in front of the person like there is this part of us that's like no this is not right this is wrong right like there is something incorrect about us And it's like, what is that, right? And so it's like a real betrayal of the human heart for these people to be like, yeah, everything dies and like, that's okay. Or that like stupid line, like the don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. (laughs) They put on the back of high school t-shirts, makes me so angry. Because it's like, no, like, like, this is the religious sense, right? Like, uh, either like, it's a biological glitch to like, perpetuate our existence, or like, this is the greatest sign that like, we're meant for something greater. And there is something eternal about the human person, the fact that we are scandalized by death. And even though everything in reality points towards it, there is something in us that says, no, this is not okay. I think too, and just like the memorializing of specifically like musicians, like when Whitney Houston died and like every channel you turn to, it was memorializing her like through her music and so often like how like music can stick with us so long after musicians and how like we don't let it go. Like we like perpetuate like these classics and we like keep this memory of them alive through that Um, and how like we so often like long to do that for people who like aren't musicians, like family, friends, we like want to like remember like their lines in life or like my sister is a music therapist at a hospice and just the amount of closure like she is able to give patients just through playing and singing with them like their old favorite songs Mm. and just like the impact that being able to like truly like soak in like the lyrics soak in like the rhythms and like be fully present with a song how that can change a person and how that can like give someone peace even if like something is like getting taken away from someone yeah so my friends, like we always recorded, like we would always make a, a playlist for every road trip. And so then like the drive from my house to the cathedral for my ordination of the priesthood was like an hour, six minutes. So I made an hour, six minute long CD for my friends called The Road to Ordination. And it was to like articulate for them that experience. For me, like praying through like that drive of like being ordained a priest was so helpful and healing. 
that I started doing it every year. So every year for like like all of my priesthood, I've had like a priesthood playlist to like pray through and articulate the experiences of that year. And especially when, when I was working with a lot of like really, really messy situations and a lot of like trauma and abuse and things like that, having music as a way of articulating that was so healing and so helpful. It makes me think of like Father, what you said earlier about how like memory is connected to music and like Spotify. This isn't sponsored. I just love Spotify so much. <laughs> but they do like a year, like 2017 um, year. And I go back and listen to my like specifically my 2016 playlist or you know like year in review a lot because I'm like that was my freshman year of college that was so like pivotal in my life for so many reasons and the songs range from like Bethel to Post Malone and like everything in between but like there's really specific songs that when I hear I remember and they like the ones you listen to the most are the ones at the top of the playlist and the song at the very top of the playlist is the one that like impacted my experience the most and I can see very clearly how it was pointing me to Christ and like I think that's the mark of a good artist and I think that's why like this specific album can be so again like fruitful versus all the like stagnant music that we can like fill ourselves with yeah it'd be really easy to like listen to this you know specific album and like let it just be good like I don't know into the wind has been on my um like this semester's playlist for me for a while but i don't think i've ever really looked at the lyrics until a few weeks ago and um, because there was a line that stuck out to me and i was like wait a minute that's kind of what i'm living now what was the line um yeah take your time let the rivers guide you in you'll know where you can find me again i'll be waiting here till the stars fall out of the sky and like you know where you can find me again that just like speaks really deep to my life where i kind of feel like dizzy in a lot of ways I don't know, I'm brought back to the reality of like, Christ will like reintroduce me to himself. I don't know, I just like kind of rest in that confidence. Like, you'll find me again, and it'll be okay. And I'm like, you're right, thanks Lord Huron. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I had to like follow that up, but that like line kind of woke me up on, you know, my drive on 75 to kickboxing. So God's with us. Yeah, there are lines from the song Brother that just like really, yeah. really stand out. It's such a good song, Yeah, Brother. <laughs> uh, but like the opening the opening lines right it's like how how long have i known you hundreds of uh lives thousands of years and i'm like man and like i think of i think of my friends back home like drew zach like these men who have walked with me throughout the course of like my college years which is like kind of the beginning of my life it's funny you're talking about the spotify rewind you can really clearly tell when i had my conversion because like suddenly <laughs> praise and worship entered into the scene it's, just <laughs> yeah, it's like suddenly oceans is like the top three song oh, um no, but, like, yeah, like, these men who have, like, walked with me throughout, like, my college years and, and, like, still walk with me now, like, they've seen me through, like, many different points in my life, you know? Yeah. Like, to have that experience encapsulated in, like, words and music uh, gives me a way to express something that I've always known within the interior of my heart but, like, have never been able to, yeah, like, concretely give, like, an expression to. Something striking to me about music is that, like, there's always something there. There's always something to, like, grasp. This might be, this might be a non-sequitur, but, like... Is it a different experience, like, as women listening to listening to music? Well, I mean, like, I know the answer is yes, but in, in what ways as short as How possible? would she know the difference? Yeah. <laughs> um, That's true. <laughs> my one-sided experience of being a woman, I guess. Um, I think it's, like, it's intriguing and, like, captivating to me. The way that he describes this, like, ever longing for this, like, woman that's awoken something in him, that is, like, kind of baffling to me. And it just makes me, like, think of, like, the masculine and feminine genius and just, like, the way relationships 
can be so powerful and like beautiful and really bring something new out of us that like men bring something out of women and women bring something out of men I don't know. At least when I listen to this, I'm always like, oh my gosh, am I that girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, yeah, he's like... She literally flicked her hair as she said that, by the way. I mean, I don't know. I was trying to... AT, your thoughts? If any. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of like, okay, where are you at, though? Like, <laughs> But in the sense that, like, it does... When I hear, like, this kind of music with specifically, like, a guy, like, longing for a girl, it's like, okay, standards. Like, okay, like, <laughs> be better. I don't know. Whoa, be better. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think it shows, like, there's a greater depth than, like, what society as a whole mm. preaches. Like, when you hear something raw and authentic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I think of, like, Penny and Sparrow a lot, like, when I think about stuff, like, they're singing like authentically like to their wives or something like that and it's like that is such a mindset to have and like to expect out of like a guy more than like what the world and like so many of these like pop songs that are really just to get hits are preaching yeah like when when don so when dante meets beatrice in purgatory you think it's going to be this like really beautiful like moment and she like she chews him out the first time she and she's basically like why did you betray the love that i awoke in you like my presence called you to something higher and you eventually betrayed that. And what's your deal, right? And he's basically like, oh, you're right, you know. <laughs> uh, but so, like, to what you're saying, like, yeah, like, the authentic experience of love is meant to, like, call someone to be like, like, I need to be worthy of, like, this other. But yeah, listen listen to Lonesome Dreams. It's a great album. Lord Huron is a great artist. Like, listen to it. And if, if there's specific things that moves you or strikes you, like, we would love to actually, like, hear it. I think also, like, you don't absolutely have to love Lord Huron to, like, be able to see the, like, value of it. Yeah, appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys tuning in. And, uh, yeah, we'll have something new for y'all next episode. The book. Book, book. Yeah, Mr. Blue by Miles Conley. Great, Mr. Blue. Um, and with that, we'll see you all next time. Like I said, it's night while we're recording this, so good night.